listening to the Bosch Boss Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Andrew Gamber. And I'm Ryan Crombie. And we're going to look back at the Scottish Cup quarterfinals, Ryan. Yes, we are. This, our... this, kind of, this kind of brief emergency podcast we're doing. Yeah, just to keep the listeners up to date with everything that they already know has happened. <laughs> I think this podcast is, is mainly going to act as a kind of vent for the Aberdeen game for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think because a... I'm not, I'm not really that angry about what I saw at the weekend. Although, <laughs> well, we just go right into the Aberdeen game then. Yeah, that... we may as well. We may as well. Um, one each. Aberdeen one each with Kamarnock. Yes, you were there, Ryan. I was. Um, I almost wasn't. <laughs> the, <laughs> the icy roads. Um, well, first of all, my train got cancelled that um, that we'd booked up, and then the icy roads driving up was our plan B, um, and almost led to. <laughs> us skidding off the road several times in fact we drove past a huge um, HGV that had crashed off the side of the road and like the, the nose of it had like planted into the snow um, so that could quite easily have been us um, but unfortunately um, I made it to the ground <laughs> to see what was to be honest quite a, in fact the whole thing was just quite strange with the, the south stand being closed um, for those of you who are unaware, that's the big stand below the camera that holds about 8,000 um, if you're looking at it from the TV angle. That's where I usually sit, is in that stand. So we were all kind of punted into the top tier of the Richard Donald stand. Um, so it made for quite a strange atmosphere um, with sort of all the Kelly fans who, fair play to them, uh, came up in decent numbers. Um, I know Kelly Cal was amongst them. Um, they were the only ones in the south stand. Um, and it just looked very strange at being empty while uh, everyone was packed like sardines into the top tier of the Richard Donald stand um, I'm not sure if you've seen it on TV uh, it just looked a bit odd there being nobody mm. about um, I have to say the attendance was quite poor um, but I was speaking to Matt and he said that 2,000 people who had actually bought tickets didn't turn up um, but, mm. Which is quite remarkable. I thought people who have paid money for a ticket um, weren't risking it because of the weather. Um, but I mean, I think it might have been a bit of an issue with attendances across a lot of the Scottish Cup games all weekend. All weekend, but I think we might come on to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> more on the game itself. It was just a bit of. Uh, it was just mundane, quite boring. Nothing too exciting happened to be honest it was just we got the goal early on um, even that was a bit fortunate I think it was meant to be a cross from Shinny and somehow found its way into the back corner Uh, and after that I think everyone kind of thought that we'd sort of keep piling on some pressure get a second but that never seemed to be the case and just put in an extremely disjointed disjointed performance um, which I think has to be put down to McInnes' tactics and constant tinkering with the team. I think he played Rooney out wide um, in this game for some reason or another. That I mean, usually you can point to decisions like this with McInnes and be like, well, you can kind of see why he done that and it didn't really work out. But putting Rooney out left mid while you've got GMS sitting on the bench, it doesn't make sense in any shape or form. And I can't fathom what he was thinking at all. Um, so having Rooney playing as an auxiliary left back at times um, was just a bit ridiculous um, and I think they've made mention to the fact the pitch didn't really help matters mm. um, which I think is true to an extent but I mean Kelly played some decent football 
Um, and I thought Kelly were actually okay. Um, they weren't at their best, um, which I think is why Aberdeen fans are so frustrated with the result. Um, I mean, of course, on top of the Hibs and Celtic defeats, um, it's not going to help, but Kelly were there for the taking on Saturday, um, especially without Malumbu sitting in the, the midfield and making things a bit easier for them. Um, and Aberdeen didn't really take her chance, which is disappointing at home as well, um, especially with the sort of favourable draw that either Aberdeen or Kilmarnock have for the next round. Um, it's all just a bit um, flat around Pataudry at the minute. Who do you blame that on, just McInnes in general? I, I assume because of other yeah, communications we've had that you're going to get, well, you entirely think it's his fault. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it. The buck stops there, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> the the kind of feeling is sort of uh, it comes from losing to Hibs and Celtic, um, which I mean we've spoke about this numerous times. The big game mentality thing. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've wrote quite a few things about it, and it's just it, it never seems to change. And I think it's almost that people are now accepting the fact that we're going to just kind of miss out in big games. Um, I don't know. Um, as tactics just continue to baffle. I mean, the Celtic game, I, I wasn't on the podcast. Um, I didn't actually listen to the one that the boys done, but I'm not sure what you said about <laughs> his tactics there. But it's just the containing tactics that he plays, it, it's almost demoralising for the fans. I mean, you want to see the team get up uh, in Celtic's faces but it just doesn't happen um, so I think there's a frustration from definitely the Hibs and Celtic games on top of the fact that we're n- we've not beaten Kilmarnock to take a big opportunity to get to a semi-final that let's be honest that if is our only chance to sort of salvage this season um, I mean McInnes has made no secret about the fact that he, he wants to to win the Scottish Cup um, the players have come out and said in numerous interviews that um, they'll be right up for it um, and I, I mean apart from a few on the day on Saturday you couldn't really say that many did look like they were up for it especially putting in a performance as sort of average as they did Now obviously we will, we will come on to potential semi-final opponents but there's going to be a replay I believe is it the 13th it's getting played. Yeah, I don't know the date. The day, it's yes. the next. It's next Tuesday. It's a week tomorrow. Right. Is that so? If that's the thirteenth, then yes. I will have a look. Now, yes, it is the thirteenth. Now, obviously, we're going to go through our, you know the very unscientific thing of Aberdeen don't really lose to Kilmarnock. However, they don't really win big games. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this a big game, and will Aberdeen win it? I mean, yes, it is a big game, but is it? a big game that you'd classify amongst um, ah, Celtic, yeah. <laughs> Celtic and Rangers. I, th- I think it's a different type of big game. Um, yeah. A, defi- a defining game more than a big game. Yeah, and usually Aberdeen are quite good at these sort of defining games and then just shiting it in the the, 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 the <laughs> defining game <laughs> when it really yes. matters. Um, I mean, you look at a record, Vico Marnik, and you'd have to be confident um, going down there. I mean... Let's be honest, the performances can't get much worse <laughs> than they have been in the last three games because, I mean, we're not a bad team. Um, we just aren't playing well at the minute. They all seem to have gone off the boil at once. 
Um, but I think a good indication will be the level of performance at Partick if we get a result there. Because we've got mm. a um, string of kind of decent games coming up, um, sort of avoiding quite a few top six teams. Um, and Aberdeen, being Aberdeen, you wouldn't be surprised if we sort of put a string of results together um, after a sort of bad run of form. So if we get a decent result at Partick on um, Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if we managed to sneak through the replay. Because um, it, it lets me no. Let's not be around the bush. It will be extremely difficult. I mean, Kilmarnock will have Malumbu back, and they've not lost. Well, they've won. Is it five in a row at home now, or four? Oh no, they drew with Hibs. Well, they're the, unbeaten. They drew. The, yeah, they haven't lost games at home in quite a while. Which, you know, given where we were like three months ago, that's mental. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could point to earlier in the season when we drew with Kilmarnock, one-one at home in the league. <laughs> In the league, and then one three one down there under Steve Clark. Um, when they were under Steve Clark, sorry. So I don't know. It's definitely, I think, a tie that you'd put us down as favourites for, um, but not by much. Bold. I wonder if, if Calvin Scott's on the podcast whether he think Aberdeen were favourites going into this game. I mean, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I reckon it'll be a cracking game next week. Yeah. Um. It won't be on TV. I doubt because um the Champions League. Of course. Is, uh, of course not. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to make that arduous journey, no doubt, to see Aberdeen get pumped at the cup. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of my take on things. Um. I was just going to ask you. Do you think that? McInnes is to blame for a kind of recent form, just from an outsider's uh, kind of point of view. Probably, but I mean, yeah, probably because you look at a lot of the players that Aberdeen, certainly from an outsider's point of view. I mean, the fact that you're playing Rooney out wide instead of Mackay Steven. I love Mackay Steven. Yeah, like, I think he's. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's one of the best players in the league. Um, like to see him not play is quite sad. But I mean. <laughs> It's, it's weird, and again, because you look at a lot of these players and you're going like, you know, Christie, McGinn, Mackay Stephen. I mean, Rooney May to, you know, another extent. I mean, they're maybe more, maybe not as entertaining, but, yeah. you know, they're, they're well, I mean, good attacking footballers. And it's, it's it's quite sad hearing this. It's more of a kind of like, oh, a contained game. It's like, you really would hope with those kind of players you, w- you wouldn't have to play like that. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, Rooney's... Forte is getting in the box um, and scoring shite goals, um, which he is. No, like, I always think of him like you just see him like on the edge of the six-yard box, knocking it in with head or foot or you know whatever. Like that's yeah, but that's how I always imagine him in my head. To like seeing him as a winger, that doesn't really yeah, work. <laughs> it doesn't. No, um, it's just a bit odd at the minute, and I think some of his tactical decisions. It's like he's thinking about things too much. Um, he just needs to get back to simple four two three one. Rooney up front, Mackay Stephen out wide, McGinn on the other side with Christian behind him. It, it isn't really that difficult to be honest. <laughs> I think his problem is the team um, are suffering from a bit of a patchy season, so he feels like he needs to change it. Whether as last season, he's McGinn and Rooney kind of picked themselves on the team sheet, um, mm. and he's got quite a few more options this season, um, which you could point to the fact that maybe it's actually hindering him more than helping him do you want to move on yeah do you talk about um do you talk about your your potential semi-final opponents yes uh motherwell what a game who beat hearts to what this was this was mental <laughs> I, I love this game so Brilliant. much 
<laughs> I expected the most boring 1-0 game ever and I was just I, yeah, I yeah, sat yeah. down prepared yeah. myself for a typical Craig Levine <laughs> away performance but no it was fantastic carnage I know um, even from like the first minute from the disallowed goal to then hearts imploding at the front post I mean that was one of the best things you'll see right, in football um, the keeper's reaction to that goal is just uh, <laughs> it's brilliant isn't it Ah, it's so it's so good. The thing I love about it is the the man that's on the line for Motherwell, like, like main looks almost as if like he he doesn't really know. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> it's like oh, I've got the ball now on the goal line. Okay, <laughs> he almost missed. It's so as well. good. He almost like ah, cleared yeah, yeah. it. It was ridiculous. Oh. Uh, yeah, and that, I mean that's that's one of the best goals of the season. Not in terms of like. <laughs> best goal but like that is one of my favourite goals of the season uh, I mean the Lafferty penalty again just just the, the way he took the penalty it's just like I'm just not picking where this is going to go I'm just going to stick my no. boot through it see what happens well especially after uh, he missed um, last minute against Kelly midweek mm. Um, he kind of must have yeah. just thought oh, smash this one <laughs> down, down the middle uh, I was surprised I was surprised Naismith didn't take it himself but yeah although I he must be the designated penalty taker Lafferty isn't he mm. so I don't know I think just kind of stuck to routine with that one um, but yeah I, was at, I have to say fair play to the sort of 5,000 Hearts fans who travelled through to Motherwell great support to see their team go great. out um, yeah yeah <laughs> uh. um, and I've got a few Hearts friends um, and I did see a few of them sort of they were kind of baffled at Craig Levine's lineup for once. Usually, uh, he does all these things pretty well, um, sort of sets his team out with a purpose. But I think the kind of changes upset Hearts, um, and I think you kind of seen that at the sort of first ten, fifteen minutes, they couldn't really get to grips with the game. Mm. I mean, they had um, Godinho playing, who just sort of kind of came out of nowhere, didn't he? Um, mm. I mean, obviously, Naismith and Lafferty were on the pitch, but Milinkovic, who's been one of Hearts' best players recently, yeah. um, was left on the bench. Um, thought that was a bit strange as well. Um, especially in a cup game when you want your best players on the pitch um, to get to get you through. I just found that a bit odd. Um, yeah. But I can't say I'm not uh, disappointed <laughs> <laughs> seeing Craig Levine upset. Um it's back to good um, ridiculing him, <laughs> um, and we probably we probably should talk about the McHugh goal. Like probably, do I mean <laughs> probably? Uh, <laughs> given the fact it's a goal of the season contender, uh, yeah, it was probably a better a better goal than the main goal, but I still prefer the main <laughs> goal. <laughs> it was weird. It was just one of these ones that oh, I think it was Billy Dodds was was Billy Dodds on the commentary, and it's just the when a game's kind of sort of petering out, um, especially in the, the cup, the commentators just repeat this line of, oh, well, you'll need somebody to step up with a bit of magic to win this game. Um, and then for once they were actually justified in, in saying that, which I was quite um, annoyed at, just because it's the most <laughs> generic thing you can come away with saying yeah. uh, in commentary. But, I mean, I think it's a goal worthy to win any cup tie. It was just... Um, I, I couldn't see it coming to be honest I thought it was just going to dwindle it into a boring 1-1 draw and sort of hearts would go through in the replay with a boring 1-0 um, but I mean all fair play to Motherwell I thought they played really well yeah yeah yeah. I mean 
I, I, like them going, them going back to Hampton again this season. Like that's going to be like obviously they're missing Mole, and I know he was such a big part of the semi the, the League Cup semi final. But they'll go into that with like a lot of confidence, I reckon, because they'll probably look at Aberdeen and Command and go, "That's probably a favourable draw for us." Yeah, I mean, probably want to avoid Celtic and Rangers. There's a decent, there's a decent chance another cup final for them this season. Yeah, well, I mean, they've they'll probably want us in the next one because of the fact they've <laughs> bodied us twice this season. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's the best draw they could have hoped for, I would say. I mean, we're kind of mm. out of sorts at the minute, um, and as good as a manager as Steve Clark is, them Kelly aren't as good as Rangers and Celtic, obviously. So, um, yeah, I mean, they'll be. Going into that with confidence, they'll just want to find out who their opponents are. Um, hopefully, it's us. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can't really deny them their place in the semi-final. They've more than deserved it. I mean, they've beat Hearts, they beat Dundee in the last round. So that's two premier- decent Premiership teams they've sort of put out to get there. Right. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna move on? You kind of mentioned. Uh, generic co-commentary do you want to talk about oh. like the co-commentary the co-commentary highlight of the weekend I would say <laughs> I actually didn't hear any of this I was gutted because oh, I no. was I was driving up to the game uh, <laughs> so I couldn't hear it on the TV but apart, <sighs> apparently Mark McGee is <laughs> a bad a commentator as he is a manager oh my god oh dear <clears throat> what was it oh. like I, it was it, it, it was pretty bad it was for some reason, he was he was able to kind of talk like quite low, and quite quiet, like that. Strange. But he also managed to do it in a, in a monotone way, <laughs> so you couldn't really hear what he was saying. What he was saying wasn't he very interesting, and it was wasn't a, he said in a very interesting way. It was hot. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> it was like his first reappearance in Scottish football since going well since his embarrassing end to his Motherwell <laughs> career, and it was kind of a way for him to like make us fall back in love with Mark McGee and he didn't he waste his chance to do it's just <laughs> um I mean it was almost kind of a weekend of bad commentating shall we say I mean I mean we'll come we'll come on to the, the game and uh the Rangers oh. game in a minute but um Davy Weir wasn't far behind him for being oh, absolutely God. dreadful oh, as well um but th- were you at the game um I no I wasn't I wasn't well, this is this is part of the thing I was going to talk to you about as well because you were saying there was two thousand people that bought tickets that didn't go to the Aberdeen game, and you're saying, "Man, that's like huge." Yeah, I've heard there's like over thirty thousand people on the the home cup scheme at Celtic. You know, if Celtic get a home tie, yeah, it's automatically bought for you. I there must there must be <laughs> they, they might have t- they they've probably sold about thirty five like forty thousand tickets to that game. And like eighteen thousand have turned up. I mean, eighteen thousand. I mean, it's uh, just like I couldn't believe that when I seen it. Um, well, first of all, I couldn't believe the somebody put a photo up of the Green Brigade on Twitter um, during the game, and I was like, my goodness, it's like I haven't seen Celtic Park as sparse in ages. Um, but I mean, it, it probably the last time they played Morton, <laughs> yeah, under 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 Dyla, which was just one of the worst. Ugh. Yeah, but I mean, oh, don't, no, Jesus, don't, no. I don't, I don't know where it's a combination of. Well, it will be a combination of the the bad weather and then people, um, just thinking that Celtic will turn up and beat Morton, which is kind of what happened, um, eventually. Uh, but yeah, I think attendances took a bit of a hit. Um, mm. 
across all the games. Um, although it is interesting to notice that the only four games that were on in Scotland were the Scottish Cup ties over the weekend. <laughs> Aye, that was a bit. It was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> that'll definitely. Well, let's uh, not put words into people's mouths. Uh, but that <laughs> perhaps maybe down to the SFA wanting TV money for their games. Hmm. 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 Well, no, no official comment from Boris Ball, but I, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the actual game of football? Yeah. Again? Well, I didn't. I mean, see much of it, so you can kind of rant on about right, if I, you want. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I mean, Dembele's not even playing that well, and God knows what we'd do without him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's probably just getting he's probably just getting himself warmed up for Sunday. Uh, for another hat trick. I thought Edward. It's really weird because like I thought Edward did quite well when he came on, but um, there's so many people on Twitter that are just like, "No, he's shite." Like we should just get just punt him. Like <laughs> we only need Dembele and Griffiths. It's one of these ones. It's like mm. he does. He does bring something different. Like he is quite fast and he is to wheel out a good cliche. He's got good feet for a big man, but uh, uh, he's he's a he's a strange he's a strange one. I think there's. A, I like him, but I think on on that note there that you just said, that people are like shite. I think there's a, a sort of further debate to be had there. I mean, do you think generally in Scotland we don't give enough people a chance, um, given the quality of our league? Um, should we not be giving more people a, a sort of bigger chance to shine? I mean, I've seen people. Um, say well, Cosgrove came on. I mean, we all know who he is now after his debut against Celtic, um, and yeah, he was a, he was a bit stupid. He was a bit overzealous going to challenge. But I've seen people say he's shy. He's not good he'll, enough for Aberdeen. It's he'll like never my, play again. It's like what? It's just like he's played eight minutes. How can you judge a footballer in eight minutes? And so going back to Edward, I just think he's not had that many games. Um, but I think he's he's done he's done okay. He's done, yeah. I mean, obviously there was a hat trick against Motherwell where he's he, like absolutely excellent that day. And there's been a few other games where he's looked kind of, kind of kind of good, quite sharp, but maybe not like a real goal scoring threat. He's been quite he's been quite a strange player. But I mean, I I thought he did I thought he did very well against Morton. I mean, is he not only nineteen? Yeah, yeah, I think he's, I think yeah, he's, I think he's younger than both of us. Which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, which, uh, I think. If you say it, I think it's a bit unfair if people are saying that he's like not good enough. I mean, he has shown in spells that he he is good enough. I mean, Motherwell on any mugs and getting a hat trick against them, especially this season, um, <laughs> it's quite impressive. I mean, and I think that he just needs to find a bit more consistency. But then, obviously, that's difficult when you've got Dembele, who's always going to kind of take precedence over him in the team, yeah. isn't he? So. It's it's a weird time in terms of like Celtic strikers because we've got probably two of the best strikers Celtic have had for yeah probably this probably this decade these are probably the two best strikers and it's weird Edward's probably right. not as good as probably not as good as like Hooper and Stokes and people like that but he's probably not far below them I would say mm. but <clears throat> I don't know I think it's a weird thing with like. People just hating on Celtic strikers because I've had so many shite ones over the year. Yeah, here's a guy who's pu- here's a guy who's pushing ten goals like with sporadic appearances. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, com- it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see at the end of the season whether, well, I know the, <laughs> assuming Roger stays, uh, whether they'll whether they'll fork out for him. I mean, if you can, I reckon they will. Yeah, I mean, if you compare like 
him to like Bo Richter or something like that. It's just like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> who would you rather have as like a backup striker? It's um, yeah, like Lestad, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> what, what an iconic, what an iconic guy. I think he played seven games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all that said, I think he was a bit lucky with his goal. He kind of like scuffed it at the end, didn't he? So. Um, mm, yeah, he kind of took a deflection and went in. Um, but I mean, he missed a handful of chances that yeah. he should really have scored from. Yeah, especially there's one at about just after the restart. It comes to him right like on the penalty spot, and he should have buried it. But yeah, uh, I mean, I was listening to this game on the radio. I, I said I didn't really see much of it, um, but I heard a wee bit, and it was just kind of almost a inevitable feeling that Celtic would eventually score. It was just kind of one of those games. Um, I mean. Morton started okay, didn't they? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had a few decent chances and all that. But then when you sort of hear them that they've they're missing these chances, you're just like, well, it's um, it's definitely ah, going to come yeah. back and bite them, and um, that it kind of did. But yeah, um, I don't know. Did you did you <laughs> uh, the penalty? I mean, there's probably enough contact to bring Dembele down, but it's never in the box as well, which is a shame because like it completely kills the game as well. Oh, like, I didn't, I, know. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was in the box. So I just seen that um, Celtic got their <laughs> obligatory penalty at um, Celtic Park, and that was enough for me. <laughs> but just seeing the actual decision, you're just, I mean, there's not really an excuse for John Beaton, um, who has got a perfect view of it. Um, and he's close enough to see that it, I mean the linesmans have got to help the referees out here as well I mean he's looking right across that line um, he should be able to see mm. that it's outside the box um, I think referees have definitely taken a bit of a beating um, this season um, but I wouldn't say it's unwarranted to be honest I think the the level of refereeing is poor in Scotland um, and it just seems to be week after week we're discussing something. Um, oh. Well, this this could lead on to an interesting segue, I suppose. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was reporting this, but apparently uh, the SFA are looking at VAR for a few things. Yes. Can't remember who supported this. I'm going to look this up. You have heard of this, right? Okay. Yeah, I've seen the. Now, the, I know, the SFA I know Johnny Clark will be a big fan of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if. Um, I mean, I know I sound a bit hypocritical saying that, oh, well, referees are shite, but I don't want VAR. Um, but I don't know, I think I've, I mean, I've watched a few games down in England and in Germany when, and uh, Italy as well, when VAR's being used, and I really just don't like the way it, the game kind of pans out when it's being used. Um, mm. I think it can definitely be improved. Uh I, I mean, what happens, like, for example, say there's a penalty decision, it's a stonewall penalty, but the referee doesn't give it, um, and VAR are going to give it, but then it's the next stop of play, isn't it, that they review it? I think so, yeah. So what happens if the other team just got the other end and score? Like, is that <laughs> is that goal ruled out? Um, does it go to... I think so. I, th- I, th- I think that has actually happened. And it, it, yes, it is ruled out. I mean, <laughs> being in a stadium when that kind of thing would happen... Um, well, let's put it this way. I wouldn't like to be in a stadium when that kind of thing would happen. It's just... I don't know. I think it's... Um, a tr- it's definitely a tricky one. Um, and I wouldn't like to be the one making the decisions over it. Um, but I think... A bit more fan engagement 
uh, and it could work. I think because the the games I've watched, the, the camera zooms in on the TV, and all the fans are kind of looking at each other, looking on their phones to try and get any like perception of actually what's going on in the stadium, um, yeah. what they're looking at. Um, I mean, but obviously, if they did it, I mean, obviously, football can learn a lot from rugby. Yes, uh, like um, the behaviour of players. I can hear, I can, Yes, I can hear. I can hear Lewis Kemp throffing at the mouth when he's listening to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- you know the way they do it there, where it's, it's on the screens. If you're in a stadium where it has screens, yeah, just do it like that. Yeah. But the pro- like the thing is, like again, that'll work in Champions League, probably English Premiership, the World Cup. Aye, that's fine. Everyone can see that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, not every not every ground in Scotland has screens. Yeah, um, unsure unsure <laughs> how you uh, let fans know what's going on in a Partick Thistle v Dundee game. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you make a good point on that. I don't know, because uh, yeah, so like it just it just ends up with a situation where the referee's just standing in the middle of the park with like he's. He's fingering easier. Yeah, where somebody's talking to him, and then he's just like, "All oh, right, okay." Oh well, there's By been the a way, penalty. We're, we're, we're cutting. We're yeah, we're cutting that goal off because there's a penalty down here, and it's like, "All oh, right, okay, cool." I don't know. Now, my, my main issue is like I think it has to be applied equally because I've like when I've been watching the English Cup games, I always find it really strange that like there's specific games where it's used, and I always feel that's kind of shite because it's like not every game's equal in that sense. Yeah, if you know what I mean, especially the FA Cup. When some game it's been used in some games. I mean, like Tottenham, for example, that Tottenham game was just ah. a bit ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it could be the difference for one team going through and another not. So I think it's a bit strange yeah. that they're sort of trialling it in the the FA Cup um, when that's kind of a, a knockout tournament. Fair enough, the League Cup that nobody really gives, <laughs> gives a shit in England. Um, <laughs> but using it in the FA Cup, um, I have found a bit odd. Um, and I think yeah you make a good point there that it does need to be used equally so if it comes and it comes in all at once or not at all I think yeah well that's that'll be a shit show to look forward to maybe next season maybe the season after who knows <laughs> the World Cup though so that'll be good fun dear yeah I don't um, <laughs> sorry Ryan no nothing I'm just nothing <laughs> do you want to move on do you want to talk about Rangers Clamp and Falkirk yep let's you can uh, I've so I four one. I mean, great revival from Falkirk for what was it like twenty seconds? Oh, yeah, I mean it was just. <laughs> I don't think I've seen as bad defending as um, <laughs> in a while. From I mean, well, I mean to be fair, I, I can't really give any team any stick when Aberdeen go to Rangers and just capitulate. But you can kind of see why Falkirk aren't up the top ends of the. The championship this season. Mm. Um, I think people still look at Falkirk and be like, "Well, what's happened to them this season?" Um, well, they can't defend for a start. It's just the the most cliched saying in football: "You're most vulnerable when you score." Um, sort of came back to haunt Falkirk. Uh, it's it's also like the way Falkirk score as well because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shy goal. Like, but like it's something where it's like okay. You've, You've got that slice of luck. You'll probably need going to, you know, Pitodre, Celtic Park, Ibrox. You know, yeah. There, you've got that slice of luck. Hold on to it. You know, consolidate that. Just, <laughs> just keep it. And Cummins. I mean, I think Cummins does really well for his goals. Like, yeah, definitely. But I mean, 
for example, the the one where you just like you've just as you say just got back on level terms, keep it tight. Um, but they just don't do the basics. I mean, they let I don't know who it crossed into the box for Cummings, but they just let him pass it in between the lines into ah. the box. Uh, Cummings is standing unchallenged, allowed to turn and just like slot it into the corner. I mean, um, if I was a Falkirk fan over in that far corner, you'd be entitled to feel it more than just a little bit angry. Um, and then after that, Falkirk didn't really overly threaten, um, and it was just kind of a bit of a cakewalk for Rangers, to be honest. But I mean, fair play, it could quite easily have been a banana skin, but I think um, Murray's made sure that Rangers aren't going to be um, as embarrassing as they have been. <laughs> no. What do you think now? Cummins is the main man? Do you think he's our main striker? Um, no, I don't. No, um, still not? I, I mean, they were speaking about that after the game um, on well, yesterday. And, well, he has given them quite a bit of food for thought, just obviously scoring a hat-trick do you then drop him for the the derby um, I don't I don't think he will play him um, I think he's kind of looking to use him as an impact player if he needs to um, and just kind of gave him a run out against Falkirk to try and boost his confidence which he I mean fair play he more than took his chance yeah I mean it's interesting because I was I mean I was thinking back to the you know the two previous games in the season Celtic Rangers and Morelos has missed quite a big chance, I would say, in each of them. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see whether like Marty would stick with them or like put Cummins in there. Or, I mean, I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As a Celtic fan, who I'd rather see up front for Rangers? Probably Morelos. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna say like Cummings does love a big game. Um, he usually performs. Yeah. He usually, I mean, for Hibs against Rangers, he always scored. Um, uh, he usually does rise to the big occasion um, whether Marty will take that into account or not or just kind of stick with Morelos because he's got the goals this season um, quite consistently as well um, unsure but yeah I think hmm. I think if it was me I'd stick with Morelos if I was lining up just because you know he can do it whether it's um, as much as we know about Cummings' ability in big games he he can blow a bit hot or cold um, and when mm. he's bad he, he doesn't really get involved and kind of drifts out of the game It'll be an interesting one It'll be an interesting one I mean again obviously they're playing on Sunday but it's uh, yeah. Celtic Rangers in the, the quarter-final sorry quarter-final the, the semi-final as well Yes as usual um, Yeah <laughs> I think a lot As is customary now yeah, I think three, a lot, three in a row right? Yeah I think a lot of people had drafted tweets already Um <laughs> Suggest, <laughs> suggesting that um, it's a fix um, when the old firm were meant to be kept apart in the <laughs> in the in the draw, and then had to quickly delete those tweets. Um, but no, I mean, always seems to happen. It's Celtic Rangers in the semi final. What 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 are you? What do you make of that? Would you rather it was a semi final derby or a final derby? Uh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Out of all of them, I probably would have preferred Motherwell, but like. Mm. I'm probably I'm probably well I don't know I mean <laughs> I, I, I feel that Celtic would probably just because of I mean nothing to do with football and ability probably just the mentality would probably fare better against Aberdeen than they would against Kilmarnock <laughs> so no I know so, I agree if, if you know you, you will know what I mean by that but yeah I don't know 
I mean, it's been a while since Celtic have played Rangers, and Rangers appear to be a bit better, but I would say Celtic have probably gotten a bit better from then as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I think the game on Sunday will give us a pretty big indication of how that game's going to go. Yeah. Do you think, um, just from an Aberdeen point of view, I was thinking that we should just uh, allow um, Kilmarnock to go through, <laughs> given the fact, <laughs> should should we get to the final... Um, It'll be a big game. <laughs> It'll be a big game against Celtic Rangers, which will undoubtedly end in defeat. And I don't think I could take losing another final. Um, I mean, that's not to even say we'll get there. It's just completely surmising. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we should. Um, if you just eliminate that hope right now, yep. that's better for you. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> Forward thinking in a backward sense. Yeah. Is that, is that a good note to leave it on? You don't want to see Aberdeen get the Scottish Cup final. <laughs> no, let's not say that. Um, obviously, everyone wants to see their team get to the Scottish Cup final. Yes, yeah, obviously, um, obviously. Yeah, I'll leave it on a positive note, shall we say? Um, yes. Yeah, sure. Right, uh, right, Ryan. It's been chatting with you. It's been ages since I think we've both been on together. I know. I think it has. I've not done the podcast in a couple of weeks, so um, it's been good to sort of come back in a sort of more relaxed atmosphere instead of being. <laughs> held to account for everything you say yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of good you can kind yes, of yes good chat talk right good chatting with you and I hope, yes. hope the listeners enjoyed our ranting for a good 40 minutes yes yeah, um, sorry there's no sorry there's no questions and comments but I mean it is like the middle of a day on a Monday so we've decided against that right <laughs> we'll speak we'll speak to you soon probably at the weekend Ryan it's been a pleasure Indeed, pleasure as always. See you later. See you later. Goodbye.